Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now, more devastating news. McLean out with a hamstring injury. Jacob Saifidi comes in. Watching this interview with McLean, basically understanding that it was probably his last chance to make his origin debut is some of the most heartbreaking stuff you'll ever watch. Because he knows, he knows that the chances of him making it back are so slim. Like, that, that's not to say he can't at all, but it is to say, like, yeah. he is at the end of his career... You know, there's been multiple injuries or people out or whatever that have, you know, put him in there. Um, devastated for him. Devastated for him. Yeah. I mean, there's a world where he could get another shot, but it's going to be tough. Mm. It is going to be tough. And you, you could tell that he knew in that moment. Yeah. God, he did well to answer some of those questions. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, they were just some, some of the, the way those questions were worded, just very detached from the reality. Of what was, yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not, like some of the interviewing questions were like not understanding rugby. Le- like yeah. didn't sound like it understood the situation this bloke was in. It was almost like as if it was a fairy tale. Oh, you'll fight your way yeah, back in, mate. Like it's it was like a Walt Disney, yeah. Yeah, yeah like this, but this was the fairy tale. Yeah, exactly. Disney, yeah. Exactly. A 30 year old coming in for Origin 3. That no Payne one expected. Haas gets ruled out. Yeah. Like you just. Yeah, it was. Br- it was it's tough. One of the harder interviews to watch. Mm. I've seen it a lot. Especially long time. talking about his. Like how he had to tell his kids yeah. oh. that he's going to miss the game. Oh, my God. Fuck. Um, I will say, and look, it's it's probably just by chance, but like two hamstring injuries with two Cowboys players in origin, I wonder whether um, their workload is quite substantial. Again, no evidence of it, but it is I, I heard somewhere that McLean's had 20 hamstring injuries in 10 years. Oh, really? Like something, okay, something well, then that crazy. has nothing to do with the Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Did you say 20 in 10 years? Yeah. I'll have mm. to check that, but that's what I heard it on the radio, I think, on the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then obviously absolutely has nothing to do with it. It's just, just the only reason I ask that question is like, obviously, we caught it was, it seemed like it was a, you know, yeah. could have easily been prevented, could have just not played or whatever. 
Um, but if he's had 20, then that's absolutely no. It, no it adds to the na- obviously. It's obvious why he was upset, but that adds another layer to it, doesn't yeah, it? Man? Fuck. Like for for that to be the thing that stops you, yeah. when you've, when you've I mean, seemingly overcome it. For, yeah. So long. And the, and the Cowboys have done such a good job to get this bloke into peak Nick at 30 years old. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading it here. 20. 20. Okay, well, far out. He's also got, like, I think people forget when the Cowboys signed him, he, he was the best front row in rugby league. He'd won a competition for Australia. He's a kangaroos front rower. He's been absolutely, like, he, he's, he's copped a fair whack since. He's probably been a little bit, he's probably got away a little bit because he's up in North Queensland. They mm. don't tend to get as much attention, but. I mean, I think at some point we've all sort of sat there over the last three or four years and gone, fuck, what happened to Jordan McLean? Oh, for sure. For sure. And now for him to get this opportunity and for someone like Freddie to see, you know, for someone like Freddie that gets origin to see that he's cut from that cloth to be there, mm. just devastating. Yeah. Oh, man. I definitely like that. Like, if you had asked me, asked me at the start of last year, is McLean towards the end of his career, like in the sense of like he'll probably be in Super League soon, I probably would have said yes. If you said to me the side of the year, McLean would be on the bench for the Cowboys, I'd go, yep, no, that probably makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's just an incredible sentiment to, you know, him, his work ethic and his ability to bounce back, even though, you know, had every reason to go, you know what, I'm on a big contract. Yep. It's the end of my career. Let's just cruise the boat on in. But he hasn't. He's taken his game to a whole new level. And I feel like we do it every week. But that Cowboys system, whatever they're doing up there, it's bloody work and holy moly. The amount of that, I think they have more, like if you include the extended squad, I think they have as many people in the squads as Penrith maybe. So they've got Chaddy Townsend, Jordan McLean, Robson. Tommy Dearden, Robson, um, Tao Lungi, so that's five. Gilbert. Gilbert, six. Could you count Ruben Cotter? You could count Cotter because he's been in it, yeah. We've got Nanai. You've got Nanai, eight. Fucking hell, yeah. There's a lot. Val. Val, yeah. nine. That's incredible. These guys were 15th last year. 15th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Penrith have eight. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm they pre- won't even have seven. I think they got seven. Mm. Seven. But we are counting Cotter, who was out. So, look, let's just, let's just call it even. We'll call it even. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I'm well, not pretty amazing. It's bloody incredible. Did you say um, Hamisa? Didn't even say, Didn't say Hamisa. Yeah, so you're... You're at like 10. 10. 10, 10 Cowboys have been through both squads. Far out. Amazing stuff what they've done there. Toddy Payton, honestly. <laughs> he must be sitting there going, like, I know he would trust his processes and, you know, he would have always planned for it to be like this. But surely he's sitting there going, fuck, how did this happen so quickly? This this was a ten. This is a five-year plan, not a well, two-year plan. That's the other thing. Like, the way they're playing, it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan, a team that just got a hot handle. No, nah, no way. They're playing grindy, proper team rugby league. Yeah. Like, it feels like it can go on for longer, you know? Absolutely. It almost feels like they actually got a bit more in them. Yeah. You know, when you watch them play, you know, sometimes they have really low comp- – like, perfect example, they play Penrith, they lose 22-0. They've clearly – like, if they complete at a higher percentage that game, they lose – 16-6 or something yeah. like that. And all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're only losing by, you know, 10 points to Penrith Panthers at Penrith. Whereas, like, there's been teams in the past, like, you look at the Eels in 09, went on that unbelievable run, but we all knew. shock anyone, they weren't that great yeah. in 2010. we all knew what was happening yeah, there. It was a like, crazy run. It was even the same as the Cowboys in 2017. Was anyone shocked they weren't sensational in 18? Yeah, yeah. Whereas this team just feels like... Yeah. Cowboys in 17 were really interesting because... We did think bringing back Thurston and Scott 
That's true. Would be yeah. really good. But I know what you mean where when you saw them come out the next year and struggle, you're like, oh, okay, like they Michael Morgan had the hot hand. Tamwalo won the yeah. Dallium that year. Like, yeah. like whereas this team, like I said to you, who's been their best player? Very hard to but say. You could go to ten people, that they could say six different blokes. Mm. I know yep. it's obvious, but it's obviously their defense that is they're averaging fourteen points conceded at the game. Yeah. Compare yeah. that to last year. Yeah. So good. Honestly. The Cowboys. What an incredible story. Toddy Payne, absolute shoe in for coach of the year. Unless like the Sharkies continue to improve, which we'll get to, because like I think the Sharkies might be back. Yeah, quite possibly. Definitely. I think they might be back. Definitely Seriously. Back. They're playing like they were playing at the start of the season. Yeah. Um anyway, we'll get to that. Uh yeah, so look, Cowboys, massive congratulations. Everything's going on up there. And they're, they're, almost, they're in this perfect spot because it's a rugby league heartland, but it's out of the spotlight. And so you've got the whole community behind you, but you don't have to deal with the Sydney paper, the Brisbane, or the, you know what I mean? You're out of all that nonsense, but you have the whole community behind you. Whereas like Melbourne are out of all the nonsense, but they're not a rugby league town, you know? So that, it's just a great spot to be in. And Cowboys. like going to Melbourne's tough, but... Going to North Queensland in those mm. conditions. Hot weather, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, devastated for McLean. Devastated. Um, I mean, I know he didn't get to actually wear the jersey, but at the end of the day, he was selected to play, you know. So he can hold on to that. I know it's a small, small, tiny silver lining, but it still is the fact that he was selected to play in Origin. <clears throat> I imagine, too, part of him would have... You know, would have come out of that World Cup that he played in. I think was it twenty eighteen or seventeen mm. around that mark. Just thinking, okay, Origins next. Mm. Yeah, that's taken four or five years to get there, mm. and then this happens. And he would have been fighting with himself, like yeah. going to the Cowboys. Did that ruin my career? Did I make that? Like, and again, not the Cowboys. I'm saying, like him personally, going, did I make the wrong decision? Should I stayed at Storm for less money? It would have been playing on his mind constantly, and then for. And, and look, for him too, he's been a part of Cowboys' resurgence, you know, so he can hold his head high with that as well. Um, yeah, look, incredible stuff. Incredible stuff for McLean's turnaround. So, yeah, wishing him all the best. Uh, Jacob Saifidi comes in for his debut, the big fella. Uh, look, like, there's been, I guess, a lot of... Um, first of all, massive congratulations to Jacob. Um, I think Freddie sees something in him. I think he's a player that Freddie has identified as can do a job, big body... Uh, and also, he's going to get a lot of confidence out of going into camp like this. I think it's it's exactly what the Newey Knights need, uh, a player of, of his age and importance to the squad to go and get some confidence. So, yeah, massive congratulations to Jacob Saifedi. Do, do we think he's going to play? I think he'll do more than come into the squad, won't he? Like, I'm looking at their team list now. They've still... Oh, no, no Saifedi's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Okay, sweet. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, all the criticisms I've heard, you could copy and paste from four years ago and replace Daniel with Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't take long for everyone to say Dan- Daniel was a good pick. He turned into one of the better front rowers. So um, another one that we don't have to understand what Freddie's doing, but if it works, it works. Yeah, Freddie sees something. And look, I, I understand people's frustrations of like, look, you knew you're struggling. Jacob has had, you know, okay year, not hasn't set the world alight. I think did, if you did. would have picked him last year. Yeah, I was just about different. to say that. He won yeah. the Knights Player of the Year last year. Mm. And I, I think last year... Jacob was playing better than what Daniel was when he got picked for Origin. Mm. This year, I don't think Jacob's been as good as what he was last year. Uh, but he's got it in him. He's got it in him. You know, sure. like yeah. he won the Player of the Year. Especially there was a like like a five to six week period at the end of last year where he was outstanding. So you know, sometimes players just need someone to show a bit of faith in them. Um, and Freddie's done that with Jacob. So massive congratulations. Um, 
Now, RC, a lot of chat about RCG not being selected and, and you know, people kind of saying, how do you go from starting front rower to can't even get a call in when there's two front row injuries? Um, plus, Jake Trevojevic got called in. Uh, Freddie said in an interview that RCG's style of play doesn't suit how the Blues want to play. I'm pretty sure he said that when he was asked about uh, Penrith and is there some tension between RCG and Penrith? Freddie said, no, no, this was my decision. He doesn't suit the way the Blues want to play. Um, I, I, I actually can see some sense in this only because the McLean selection and the Jake Trevoy selection. And it seems like Freddie has identified that he needs two front rowers that are like really good defensively. Not, not to say that RCG isn't, but they are both kind of, you look at McLean and you look at Jake Trevojevic, they're both kind of old school front rowers. Mm. Um, in saying that, like, can Jacob Saifidi offer anything that RCG can't? In my opinion, probably not really. I'll just throw this in there. Jacob Saifidi's missed two tackles in the last four games. Okay. And how many tackles has RCG missed? I'll get that for you. So he has gone that defensive route again. And so that, that idea of Jake Trevojevic and McLean, who McLean had missed like 12 tackles all season or something, mm. so it's not even won a game. Um, he, he must... Freddie have must have identified, I need two front rowers that can just defend their dicks off and we'll get the speed from our outside backs. Um, thoughts? Oh, I think however you look at it, I think Regan's been pretty unlucky. Mm. I think that's fair to say. Uh, and, you know, as you know, if, if this is true, and, you know, th- there is evidence of it with the Jordan McLean pick and the Jake Trevojevic pick, I think it's Freddie's way of saying without saying, I fucked up, mm. got it wrong early. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just I, I get the vibe that it could be a little bit deeper. Mm. Does seem strange. It's does strange. Seem, yeah, it it's really. definitely definitely strange. What do you got there, Maddie? Ah, uh, yeah. So he's. I mean, he's still tackling at ninety three percent all year. So this mm. is not to say it's bad. But yeah, in the last four four weeks, he's missed about 10, 12 tackles. So, so yeah. So it seems pretty obvious that the the key must be defensively. They're looking at defensively. But in saying that, he's probably got through more work than Jacob, though, hasn't he? Because Jacob's been coming off the Yeah, bench. he has. A, a lot more. And, and um, Regan's, like, in attack, significantly better than Jacob this yeah. year. What's Jacob's uh, percentage, tackle percentage? It is 95.6, and Regan is 93.6. So it's not that much difference. It's, it's not that much difference when you consider that Jacob... Has he played... What, he played one game of finals footy last year? Mm-hmm. Hasn't played Origin before, whereas you've got Regan who has played finals footy. I mean, I, I thought he was Parramatta's best forward in the final series last year. He was good in game one for New South yeah, Wales. He's good. Like, he's been on, like, it's for 3% tackle efficiency difference or whatever. Not even three. I think it's yeah. like two. And, and he gets and, through more work. And re, yeah, Regan gets through more work. Way more work. Really interesting. Yeah, look, it, it's. it's I, th- I just. I've gotten to the point where Freddie clearly sees something that I don't. You know, I I think he's proven that. Fair? Which which 100%. has been that's always been that's been Freddie's entire career. He's always yeah. seen shit that other people can't. That's yeah, you're right as well. Like Daniel, he's proven to be one of the premier front rows of the game. But when he got picked, he pretty much had two good games that the media were talking about. One against the Roosters, one against South. Mm. And I was like, oh yes, yeah, so I he could play. Uh, like uh, he's done a lot less than what Jacob's done when he got picked. I agree. Yeah, I, I think the Daniel pick was weirder than the Jacob one now. Mm. But Freddie was proven. Yeah. Proven yeah. Right. Again, I just trust Freddie. Yeah. You know what? I'm not a doctor and I'm also not a New South Wales coach. <laughs> just so you know, Which guys. Which one are you closer to, do you reckon? 
Probably doctor, mate. Probably doctor. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because <laughs> my brother's a doctor, so. <laughs> um, it's so weird, like, my brother's a doctor. It's like, what the fuck happened to my fucking brain? <laughs> hey, hey, bro, can you do some research into my brain and, like, why you got the better one? You cunt. What a dog. Gets to be a doctor. What a fucking dog. I'm off him. Um, no, but the problem is he was a fucking crazy athlete too. So, so, he got he's, everything. so he's got everything to the dog. I'm <laughs> off him. Um, you he's talking shit about you at his work? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, he does market research. Uh, so he's always like, like a young fellow will come in or whatever that's between 18 and 35. And he, he won't bring it up, but like he, for some reason, if you're 18, between 18 and 35, you have some connection to bloke somehow. Like you, you listen to it, you watch it or, or whatever. And he's always like, oh, okay, yeah. Right, and they don't know that he's my brother. I was wearing your um your bloke shorts on the weekend, and someone said, "Oh, bloke at a bar," and I had no idea who I was. No oh, really? Idea who I was like, oh, this is fucking awkward. I, you know oh, what I like the podcast. I was like, "Yeah, no, it goes all right. It's good." Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, what a, I don't know. I'm not gonna fucking say, oh, I'm on it." Oh, fuck. Like, yeah, no, it's good. It goes good. Well, some people still think that, like, some people are like, "Oh, I love the podcast," and I'm like, "Oh yeah," and they're like, "Yeah, the locker room," and I'm like. <laughs> Locker room hasn't been around for ages. Like I, I haven't interviewed players for, for a while, but I look, I appreciate any. What I really find interesting about like bloke merch and that is like most other brands, when you see like somewhere in a Nike or whatever, you wouldn't walk over to them and be like, oh, fuck Nike yeah, or whatever. No. <laughs> Whereas bloke, people will, don't know each other will stop and get yeah. photos together and be like, fuck yeah, goosey or mm. bloke in a bar or whatever. It's, um, it's great. It's friggin' awesome. I think you've, you've seen it built from the ground up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, even like little things like the beer, like this, this is like true, this, like VB4X, like awesome, like so good at what they've done and what they mean to this Australian culture. But the beautiful thing about Bloke and Bar is like, this is our generation. Like we, we get to tell our kids that we made this, not, you know, not, it's not a hundred years old by made by someone that's not connected to us. Like we made this. And again, VB and Forex and Great Northern, all that stuff, they'll always be, um, I guess, staples of Australian culture. Um, but yeah, that's a good thing about bloke. It come around in your time, in our time. Um, yeah, so look, interesting things. Interesting things going on with the uh, the Blues camp. But I just, as I said, I think we trust Freddie. I think we just trust Freddie that he knows what he's doing. Um, I, I think Jacob Saifidi is going to have a good game because I, I just think that, like, he's. You look at his physique. You look at his body. He he is made for Origin. He's big. He's mobile. He's fit. Um, and. And sometimes like, it's even like sometimes when you play first grade, you play better when you play first grade than when you do play reserve grade. Because when you go down to reserve grade, like people around you are making mistakes and they're not as good. Sometimes you need to get into a system where everyone's a gun and you just need to do your job. And maybe that is the case with Jacob where, you know, Newey Knights aren't going that great. He comes to New, uh, New South Wales and all the players around him are killing it and it makes him play better as well. And I know we've mentioned it and you can probably talk about it more, Matty, but I would assume that, Freddie made this decision with the Saivides probably four and five years ago mm. when he saw them in those pathways that he would have seen something then mm-hmm. that he would have known there was something here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, just want to give a quick shout out. I feel like this is a Cowboys podcast, but Chatty Townsend getting called in. How good is that? How good is that? And you know what? The amount of people that where they were like, oh, what about the fucking terrible signing by the Cowboys? Chad Townsend, are you serious? And the amount of people like, bro, Put some respect on his name. He won a premiership. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. Like, just so quickly people forget 
He won a premiership. He's a high-quality half. He won their player of the year in, like, 2019. Like, these... They don't grow on trees, good halves. They really don't. And also, there's so much more to rugby league than try assists and and um, and tries and line breaks. Like there is so much more to rugby league. And so, there was never a, a day where I thought Cowboys signing Townsend was a bad thing. And I mean, a lot of people that said that they paid him too much. I mean, I reckon you could push on those people. He's probably the value signing of the year at the moment. Him and Reynolds, a hundred percent. Him and Reynolds, it's, easy. And you know crazy. what? You could argue. Probably better than Reynolds because Reynolds has been injured in that. Yeah, and I, I'd say like value-wise, mm. they would have paid less for Townsend than what the Broncos would have played for for Reynolds. No, I think Reynolds took a little bit of a pay oh, okay, cut to right. go to, to Broncos. But you're right. Like if if Reynolds took, I'm pretty sure Sharks offered Reynolds more than Broncos Brisbane. did. Yeah, okay. Um, I think they're on about the same, about about 700. Again, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I think I just think it's unreal for Chad who. Like the other thing about him, he's never put a foot wrong. I know. He has always put the game first. It's yep. never been about Chad. You know, he, he was a Sharks junior that came through there. They pissed him off to the Warriors. Mm. Yep. And he and tries you, to give insight to people, like with his yeah. YouTube and Massive his social insight. media. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I had him on my podcast probably 18 months or so mm. ago, and like the kids are in the background crying, and he was sort of, mate, I'm so sorry. Just give me two minutes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <coughs> go, mate, you're <laughs> giving me all the time. Yeah. Well, don't. You're doing me a favour. He's the sort of fella he is, though. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. And you know what? I think he would do a job at Origin. I really do. Like, I don't think he's been brought in just for moral support or whatever. I think he's genuinely been brought in in case someone goes down. And I think he would play. I really do. I really think if Nathan Cleary were to go down tomorrow, they would put Chad Townsend in. It's probably good now that now that Dearden's playing that Chad can get in Freddie's ear a mm. little bit as to what Dearden's going to do. Yeah, Is that right? 100%. Absolutely. You can talk about it. And I, I, like he obviously spoke about it in my podcast. I'm sure he's spoken about it in other places. Like in that finals game for the Sharks where he got hooked. Yep. And he just went into Flano's office on Monday morning and said, yeah. hey, how do we move? For, what's the best thing for the Sharks? Move? Not, well, where's my fucking spot? It's my, t-, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was, mm. how, do we, how do we work this out the best for the Sharks? Yeah. Unreal. And then he come in the next game and the first <laughs> thing he did was put Lukey Lewis yep. over and yeah. then they won the comp the next week. Yeah. That's the guys being the key seven at your club, winning a premiership. It is not easy, and also the Sharks like they came from nowhere in the sense of they didn't have this crazy roster that like a Roosters roster. Now, don't get, you look back on it and you go, "Oh, look, Lewis, Paul Gallen," um, but it wasn't this just out of this world roster. Like Jack Bird was a rookie. Uh, Valentine Holmes was still essentially a rookie. I think it was Gerard Bill on one side as well. Uh, they we had, had like, like, like Fecky, um, Latelli. Latelli, Latelli. Yeah, like, you know, it wasn't like, a like cr- the only superstar was probably Benny Barber, really. Yeah, Benny Barber, and like he had a really good year, but it, he wasn't vintage Ben Barber. Like he wasn't 2012 Ben Barber. Um, then you had what? You had Fafita, you had McInnes. Oh, I'll tell you, they had a good year. Matt Pryor was good that yeah, year. Matt Pryor was outstanding. But again, is he a, mm. a, a renowned, yeah. you know, whatever? Like so he, he, he was in England <coughs> within two or three years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you look at their bench as well. Like, it wasn't this crazy roster. Put it this way. Compared to, say, the Melbourne Storms roster, mm. where you've got Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, uh, you know, Cam Munster. <laughs> we'll never get a spine that could well, again. Well, mate, all the talk that entire 2016 was all about the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. That spine, oh my God. Yeah. Cam Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cam Munster. I, I honestly think that might be the best spine in rugby league history. For in a club side? Yeah, for yeah. a club side. Was yeah. that the spine in the 17 grand final? 
Yes. Fuck yes. Me. That's so, that's just, no wonder they dominated so hard. Well, Matt, oh, like, like the, the, Cause I'm pretty the, sure Slater the, was injured in 16. Oh yeah. He was too, yeah. In, in Munster went back to Munster fullback. Was fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. So it was 17 that that was, okay, yeah. Cause if they beat that spine, holy shit. But like, like that big three is so good that like you can make an argument for the 2012 team. Like they had Gareth Whittap at 5'8". Yeah. But those big three are so good together in a club team. Right. You almost wonder how they didn't win a premiership every year they were playing together. Like seriously, they were far out. Like, yeah. Uh, let us know in the comment section, any other spines at club that you feel are better than Munster, Smith, Slater, Cronk? There'd be a few that would compete, like obviously the Canberra Raiders, you know, Steve Walters, Ricky, Daly, yep. Gary Belcher. Well, that's what I want to know. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm open to suggestions. Like, I'm not sitting here going, that's definitely it. But in my memory, what I've seen of rugby league, I can't see a spine being better than but that. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you've got the best hooker ever. Fair. Easy. Best fullback ever. Yep. yep. Fair. Top three halfback at worst, I think. Statistically, you could have him at number one. Yes, you could have him at number yeah. one. Yeah, I think it'd be fair. He won three premierships in a row. Yeah. yeah. At two different clubs. At two different clubs. Tell me anyone it else. It took 16 franchises, 40 years for someone to win two. Yeah. He won three. He won three in a row. And he was, I think he was part of like five of the last six premierships or some shit like that. Uh, grand final, sorry. Five of the last seven or whatever it was. Well, what, let's have a look. So six, 16, 16 17, 17, 18, 18 19. 19. So that's... He was in four, and then 15 was Broncos Cowboys. Yep. 14 was. Rabbitohs His one before that was 2012. 2012. Yep. So he was in four of the last five. Yep. Four in a row. 16, 17, 18, 19. Holy shit. And they could, if they could have won 16 on the bell. Yeah. And 19, then he retired. Yep. <laughs> His last four years were grand finals. Holy shit. And then the team that he left, the Melbourne Storm, yeah. as soon as he retired from the Roosters, they won the comp the next year. It's just incredible. Like if he, if he if he wouldn't have gone to the Roosters, mm. oh. I think there's a world where Melbourne could have won four grand finals on the trot. Yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. And Absolutely. people, I know he doesn't have the highlights of you know your Joey and these sort of guys, but fuck, winning <coughs> matters at some point. Mm. He does that, it a heap. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like rugby league gets harder as time goes on. Um, have yeah. a look at the one Origin game that he it was 2014 in the one series he I missed. I know. I don't think you, if he plays, I honestly don't think you win that. I don't think we win it either. No. That uh, first game was brutal. And he, he broke his hand game early. Three, you're one by oh, 30. I know. I know. Anyway. Um, yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. Can I, is, is he an immortal in your eyes? Oh. Well, put it this way. If Alfie's not an immortal, then I can't give it to Cooper. Because I think Alfie is the most underrated seven probably ever to play the game. When you look at Alfie's stats, was it like six grand final wins or whatever? Like it was something mental. Look, I, I look. I am not against it. I am not against it. I think right now the immortals should be uh, Darren Lockyer, yeah, Cam Smith, Thurston, and I know what you're about to say. Well, he's got you know more wins than Thurston, so I wouldn't argue against it. Wouldn't argue against well, it. Uh, no Slater as an immortal. I reckon my definite's a Slater and. I think Smith. you have to. I mean, we, yeah. we just had Slater's the best fullback ever. There's two other fullbacks that are already immortal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yep. That's a good point, good point. So Slater. Does Freddie miss? I think Freddie's the unfair forgotten man, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, he is too, yeah. I, I, he Do you want like, Dallium play at position of the year in three different positions yeah. like seven times? <laughs> and I think like... It's crazy. I, like, 
I actually think him coming back to coach Origin has like revitalized the memories of how good he was. Mm. Whereas if he just like sails off into the sunset, doesn't do any media, it's very easy to forget what mm. they did. Um, not easy to forget, but you, you know what I'm saying. It just revitalizes everything. Yeah, no, I think Freddie should be immortal for sure. I think that but all of a sudden we've named six guys from the last fifteen years when you've got thirteen from the first. Yeah, time. I, I that's get that's what makes it tough. But they have just been they were so dominant. Like they just also, you know, like I reckon a guy like Brett Kenny should be spoken about more. Really, I, I fuck wouldn't know. Well, like, like Brett, Brett Kenny played in four grand finals. He scored two tries in three of them. Mm. Like on the biggest stages, on the biggest. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't watch any yeah. of that old school footy, so couldn't tell you. But I don't know. I, I just think that if you you can't leave out. Cam, and I agree, you can't leave out Slater. If we all agree he's the best fullback of all time, I actually think Darren Lockyer's there with him at fullback, but that would be bias, probably. Um, oh, I'd definitely have Lockyer as an immortal. Yeah, no, I think no Lockyer's an immortal yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. So Cam Smith, Lockyer, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Fred Fit, uh, Freddie Fittler. I, I, I would be happy with all of them in immortal. G.I.? I, I wouldn't. I think GI just misses for me. The only thing GI just uh, consistency, like yeah. not like he was always good, but there were just sometimes like he just sometimes would just chill, and then he'd come out and break a game open. But I mean, uh, GI is probably the best outside back ever for me. Seriously, I have GI and Kronk as two very very good Hall of Famers yeah. just missing out. So you have Kronk missing out. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not. There's just too many yeah. absolute. Because then all of a sudden, problem. yeah. If, if Kronk did what he did in ten years' time when he wasn't surrounded by those oh, other yeah. guys, yeah. Oh, I think he's a shit in for an immortal. Yeah. Interesting chat though. I'm not sure what the right answer is. I really don't. I know you've got to lock in Cam for sure. Cam Smith, like guarantee, mm. lockier guarantee in my opinion. Um, and I see your point in regards to Slater. If he's the greatest fullback of all time, then he should be, you know, in there. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, so Townsend, I don't know how we went from Townsend <laughs> to that. Cowboys. Townsend to Immortals. Yeah, Townsend's <laughs> going to be Immortal. Um, yeah, incredible. Incredible from Townsend. Just want to say congratulations. Um, now into other major stories for the week. Actually, before we get off Origin, score prediction. I'm going to say the Blues by eight. I'm going to say, I reckon it's going to be a weirdly high-ish scoring game. I'm going to say Blues 24-22. It's going to be close. Closer than people think. I'm going to say Queensland ambush. 26-16. If Munster was playing, does would it... Like, if none of this happened with Munster, what what, what was your score prediction like before we came into that? Like, oh, does it probably really tight. For you oh, probably pretty tight. I just I just think that actually this might actually buoy the Queensland yeah, okay. a little bit. Yeah. But it's uh, not like you've taken X amount of points off four months, do you? Nah, think they'll nah. rise? Yeah. I think they'll... Uh, I, like, as I said, when you look at the squad and you go, okay, this squad is still an incredibly good squad. Like, incredibly good squad. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I've, I, Munster playing or not playing, I have Queensland winning because I just think that at home, they'll be buoyed, they'll be pumped. Yeah. 
It's at Suncorp Stadium. Benny Hunt is currently the leading Dalian player, I think, anyway, before it went behind closed doors. Um, so I, I have Queensland winning regardless. It's unreal. We've had an entire series where I'm sitting there going, it's 50-50. Yeah, oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's like usually going up, I would be like, look, it's in Suncorp. The chances are so small. But I do think that this New South Wales absolutely can get the job done up there, even with Munster playing. Even with Munster playing, I still believe it's a pretty fair whack that they can get the job done. Um, but I, I, actually, I actually think the loss of Munster may help Queensland play better. To a degree. Um, I don't know. It's definitely going to happen. But I'm saying, like, if I'm going to guess... You've got that vibe. That, yeah, that feeling of, like, could this be an ambush? Could the yeah. boys just get massively up? And you just know that Smith, Slater... Mostly yeah. mostly not Slater because he's a coach, but you know, Smith and Thurston are just in there going, Queensland spirit, Oh, fucking do this. Mate, boys, they'd be sitting them all down going, fucking boys. We've I remember the, when you guys won game one, we went to captain's run and the first thing Cam Smith said in the captain's run was, oh, how good is it to wake up and be a Queenslander? I wanted to headbutt the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, that's just what it's like up there. Yeah. Like they, 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 there's just something different about Queensland. So you just know they'll be jamming the boys up. Yeah, for sure. And that's also why I think in New South Wales defence that if you do win, the win isn't as hollow as some are going to make out. Like some are going to say, you know, Munster wasn't playing, but it is a very fair argument. You go, hang on a sec. Yeah, okay, Munster's a gun. They had Ben Hunt, the best player in the comp right now, voted by numerous different people. I will say, the more this, the more we're chatting, the more I'm kind of convincing it'll be less of a hollow victory. Definitely. Yep. What, sorry? The, the more, like at the start, this morning I woke up and thought, yeah, fuck, it'll be a hollow victory. But the more we've spoken about it, the more I think about it. Yeah, I agree. I like agree. You're missing Latrell and, and Tommy. And Tommy. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So does that mean next Monday we can eliminate the sentence? Munster wasn't there? Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm not going to be saying that. Because I truly believe that Queensland still have the squad to beat. I just, I just hate that the general consensus mm. will, people will just say, Munster's not there, Munster's not there. And, and it's just, this is origin. You missed, uh, yes, it is because of a, uh, a reason that is very different this year. But you're not. You don't have Tom Travojevic. You don't have Latrell Mitchell. So, and also you don't have Payne Haas. You know. So fuck. It's not not not, not a, just like a one way street. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 